broadcasting from the Stolen Droids Hangout and discussing everything that has been taking place in the geek world over the past 168 hours. Well, give or take, it's the Stolen Droids Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number 172. I'm Chakaron. I'm Zoner. And I'm Zook. Uh, this is the episode for the week of Monday, July 14th. We are punchy as all out. It has been a long weekend. We're only halfway through the weekend, and it's a long weekend. Yeah. And we've just spent like the last half hour laughing over old YouTube videos, including Schmitty's favorite, Chacaron. <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought you were going to have an aneurysm there. I almost did. I had to pick my brain up back up off the floor. Yeah, that was, that was really, really <clears throat> bad. Uh, hey, before we go any further, we want to uh, thank our friends over at TrickRadio.net, CryptonRadio.com, OpenBookAudio.com, and Stitcher.com. Also, our incredible hosts at 4814. Uh, we got a comment saying, hey, I don't know if you know, but your site is down. Like, yeah, uh, our host, 4814, let me know that uh, the, the store plugin that I had installed so you could buy our awesome t-shirts had been failing on us, and they took care of it. So we're back up and running. They let me know before anyone else did, and then they took care of it for me. That's 48-14.com. Check them out for the very best hosting you can get. Support that will fix everything you break. Because, let's, <laughs> frankly, that's kind of how it goes with websites. Uh, it's usually not the computer's fault. It's yours, and they'll fix it for you. That's 48-14.com. And, Zoner, you're back. I am back. You're no longer homeless. I am no longer homeless. Uh, I ran into some issues with the closing on my house. What happened, for those who aren't aware, I sold my home, but I didn't have a home to move into for about a week. Rule number one. So you had, like, <laughs> the Zoner clan was around the uh, around the hobo barrel there? Yeah, we were. You know, Thankfully, the weather was warm. It didn't rain And too- 4G is pretty good around the hobo barrel. It is. It is. You know, we did have to fight off a couple hobos, you know, trying to get our cans of franks and beans. But, you know, we, we did okay. Uh, but then we ran into some issues, which is why I wasn't with you last week, where our underwriter, just who was doing our loan, decided that they needed to not look at my paperwork for a week. And so we ended up being homeless for almost a week longer than we were supposed to be. Uh, but he's doing okay on the street. He wants another week. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, <laughs> his wife's gotten really good at the knife. She has. Ooh, don't don't upset her. She'll cut. I you. like Underwriter. It sounds like a failed PBS kids show. You know, it really Ghostwriter was so good that they brought out Underwriter. <laughs> but we are now in my home. I finished unloading all of my storage units today, and I'm tired, and I'm excited to be back and i apologize rough for being the guy who goes there however it's what i do it's who i am he goes there yes and you know what we're talking about the peanut butter and carpet kind of there yes (laughs) i always will take it one step farther than most people would think is acceptable because that's what i do well and what's funny is in real life i'm the one who does that but here on the show, I can't do it because I'm the one trying to keep you two in line. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, you, you're kind of like, it's kind of like hurting cats for you, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. See, I have the benefit of being like the only minority I know. And I'm serious about that. I, I current, At my new day job, there's like five other Asian Asians. And that's the most Asian people I've been around since I went to Japan. So at lunch, do you guys all get together and play your violins and do math? Uh, we shoot nerf darts at each other a oh, lot. Oh, that works. Yeah, and laugh about all the round eyes. 
No, I'm making that last one up. That's, see, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I, I usually go there because I am the only minority. Oh, that was awesome. And, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. I, know, I know. We all look alike to you. You do. You do. I'm going to get me a cheeseburger. They're actually pretty good. Don't I sound like you now? No. Anyway, okay, so uh, we've derailed that. Only five minutes in. Let's go into the headlines. First up, our kind of the funniest headline, yet not really, but kind of. We talked about uh, a couple weeks ago, actually, this militant group in Iraq uh, that was coming up and using social media and Twitter and Facebook, and they were talking about shutting down social media to help prevent them from doing that. And at the time when we were reporting on it, it was because it was funny how social media can be used by both sides, right? It's all great when it's, you know, the quote-unquote good side using social media as kind of this underground freedom fighter movement. But now this militant group is doing it, and suddenly it's bad. What we didn't really bring up is the fact that when translated into English, the group's name is ISIS. The Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Now... I hear this, and I think ISIS from Archer, which I think is hilarious, because <laughs> ISIS in the TV show Archer on FX is this kind of defunct it's military contractor, uh, and, the, yeah. and they screw everything up. So the idea of them being in the Middle East, accidentally screwing everything up and fighting against the U.S. is kind of funny to me, even though I know militants in the Middle East is not funny. Well, for everyone else, evidently, ISIS is the mobile wallet payment system Used by who? T-Mobile uses it and Verizon, Verizon. I think. Yeah. Uh, it's so bad that ISIS, the mobile payment system, has said, we're not really affiliated with Islamic terrorists, and so we're going to rebrand. Which is interesting. <laughs> I can't wait for there to be a new terrorist group like the, the what, what, let's go, uh, Arab Offensive League. <laughs> okay, I, I can't wait for that to come out. We all know AOL was out around first. I, the Arab Offensive League never sent me any discs that I could use as coffee mugs. <laughs> so you coffee. think that may have been them turning you into a Manchurian candidate. Oh. <laughs> That's Next time one. you hear you've got mail, you're going to go on a killing spree. <laughs> My father-in-law has, has a, uh, a magnet that looks like a computer, and when you push it, it says you've got mail. So I'll I'll be going postal sometime soon, I guess. Well, you know, it's interesting because with ISIS, right after they announced their rebranding, my wife uses it. I used to, but it's not available on a Nexus device. It's really good, though. I like it a lot. But, like, right after they announced that they were going to rebrand, my wife got an update from the Google Play Store. I thought, wow, that was really fast. Now, they just had an update, bug fixes or whatnot. Um, yeah, I, I'm really interested to see how long it takes them to actually do this rebranding. Cause probably about as long as it takes them to get to other carriers and other cities and other phones. Probably. Oh, sorry. Did I sound bitter there? <laughs> it's like 2016. Yeah, pretty much. This isn't that big of a deal. Google wallets where it's at now. Yo. Except yeah, Google the, Wallet isn't everywhere either. That's true. <laughs> the cool thing, though, about ISIS is they have all these promotions. I've been getting for real shakes from the local gas station for 25 cents a piece man i've like put on 15 pounds eating these things well i don't know if i've put <laughs> that on is that also much, from but... the militant islamist 
Yeah. They're trying to make the Americans all fat. Oh, part of their plan. Stupid. Yep. We will give them special deals on frozen custard and free transportation on their public lines. But yeah, I can go and I can get um, a big like $6 sweet pork burrito for a buck. Yeah, that doesn't suck. <laughs> yeah, you can still ride on our uh, UTA train for free. For, for anyone who doesn't know, UTA is our public transit here. Yeah. So I really I understand where they're coming from on this, but to me it doesn't seem like the biggest deal that your name happens to match the English translation of someone else's name who doesn't even know you exist. Are you sure they don't know? Maybe this is the key to defeating the terrorists. We need to haul them in before a copyright court. <laughs> or or we could just give them some donuts. They could take it to their cave. Crumbs that's, would get on the floor. That's how you get ants. Them. Ants will defeat them. All right. Uh, into some other kind of... This is actually a really fun episode. A lot of our headlines are kind of fun. They're really funny, in fact. Um, so... In New Zealand, if anyone isn't aware, and I don't think we have any uh, listeners in New Zealand for a very good reason, uh, Australia and New Zealand have really bad internet service. Like, horrible internet service. Uh, Part of it is because they're behind a large firewall, kind of like China, but not really, not in the same way. Just things are really, really hard to watch there. Video games come in a lot later. Internet speeds are really, really slow. Well, New Zealand has an ISP that they had set up for international travelers. So if you are visiting New Zealand, you could use their service to watch your shows from your home country. That's really handy. If you're in the you're from the US and you travel to New Zealand and you're using uh this uh ISP called Slingshot, you can just log in, say, "Hey, look, I'm from the US." It turns on the VPN for you and you can still watch your Netflix and your Hulu as if you were in the US little undocumented feature was the fact that that VPN was also accessible to all their other users. And speculation has run rampant. Finally, the ISP just came out and said, yeah, uh, the VPN's just there to bypass copyright and bypass uh, uh, streaming restrictions. And um, they evidently are in no hurry to take it down. <laughs> well, and, and why not? I mean, Netflix is is almost... A, a ubiquitous internet feature that uh, everyone everyone should have it, and so why not, you know, get around all the, uh, you know, d- defenses or whatever, so that uh, mm-hmm. people can watch it. Yeah, the general manager Taryn Hamilton basically just said, um, "No beating about around the bush." This is a quote, actually. This isn't me paraphrasing for once. No beating around the bush. This is to watch Netflix. End quote. That's kind of okay. Did you drop a mic while you were at it? <laughs> Just boom. I'm out. <laughs> well, this New is Zealand really interesting because it, it, it leads to the question of what are these providers going to do or do they even care? I don't think they care. I mean, it says here that Hulu started blocking VPN users. So, I mean, is Netflix going to start doing that? But Netflix is going to be showing up in Australia soon, sooner rather than later. Hulu is a and douche. So, well, we know uh, that uh, all, because uh, at the risk of losing our our family friendly rating here, um, Hulu is a douche. If it was a person, it'd be a bra. Okay, hey bra, <laughs> so bad that you want to watch that show, man. Here's some more ads, man. Yeah, I just love sitting down to watch the latest episode of Twenty Four and having to sit through forty minutes of commercials for a forty-two minute program. 
No, you only had 40? Love it. I had 120 minutes of ads for a 40-minute program. Yeah, that that was just this last week. I've I've been there, though. I feel the pain. Yeah. Thanks, brah. Okay, so maybe we should go to New Zealand. Maybe they won't serve up the ads because of our location and the VPN. <laughs> okay. Or they think that you're in Denver, Stan, or something. Yeah. Uh, more kind of funny news. We're, we're skipping one here. Uh, we talked a couple of weeks ago about the new BlackBerry Passport, their new phone, with the ridiculous 1600 by 1600 resolution screen. That sounds kind of a one-to-one ratio. It's because it is. It's a square phone. It's a ridiculous, stupid-looking phone. Oh, I'm sorry, not 1600. It's a 1440 by 1440. It's a 4.5-inch screen, and it's square. And everyone looked at it and said... Why? Well, uh, BlackBerry released on their blog that not only was it not a joke, they did it on purpose. Which, I guess, yay for them. Uh, They're saying that too many phones have followed the path of entertainment, looking at widescreen. But they're not really that usable from a functional standpoint. You can't see spreadsheets you can't see architectural drawings you are limited by having a wide screen or a tall screen depending on how you're holding the phone and that's why they made their screen so large i don't know if i believe this or not i mean on one hand it's it's a fair point right yeah Uh, most modern smartphones look the way they do because iphone came out with it first and everyone's been copying them since because when you turn your phone sideways, it can show widescreen movies and videos perfectly. Yep. But it is kind of a pain when you're trying to read a website. Say a website that isn't optimized for mobile. When you turn it sideways and you can only see like three lines at a time. Yeah. But I don't know if having a square screen is really the best answer for it. No, the best answer is to use a computer. <laughs> for the things that, for their argument, uh, the things that they're they're arguing you can't use on a phone. That's why people have laptops or computers or tablets. You don't make your phone square. I, I don't know. I, I, I if you are, make it like a four by three, like the old standard monitors, like BGA. not a one to one. Also, make it VGA. You yeah, can play DOS by six six forty. That'd be great. Yeah. You, know, you can play the original StarCraft on it. No, I I don't know. I think what's really dumb is the fact that it's the keyboard that kills me. If you have not seen, and I'm talking to the audience here, if you have not seen the BlackBerry Passport, Google it now. Because it is ridiculous looking. And it's the keyboard that I think is going to be the worst part. The very worst part. Okay, where is the rest of your hand supposed to go when your thumbs are that tight in with the very top or the very bottom of the phone? Yeah. It it doesn't work. Well, the the pictures I've seen of it, including this picture we're looking at here, um, they're comparing it next to an iPhone, and I think that's a Galaxy S4. Um, It looks like it, yeah. And the Galaxy S4 fits into my pocket really well it slides into the way that you know the width of it is perfect for my for my pocket um and by size comparison that blackberry is not going to fit into any of my pockets well let's talk about size comparison there because on that picture right uh, samsung blackberry iphone pair of glasses that phone is about as tall and about as wide as that pair of glasses which means 
I'm, I'm, this is great radio, but I'm taking my glasses <laughs> off right now. That phone is almost that big. If you have a pair of sunglasses or a pair of glasses or even just put your hand up to your face, okay, and see how wide your face is across, that's how wide this stupid phone is. <laughs> just had a thought, okay. The only pocket that that's going to fit in is a business coat breast pocket. Cargo um, pants. So, or, or cargo pants. So the <laughs> Lanyard. <laughs> the audience that, that this is for are business people, supposedly, right? The, the audience this is for. Four are people who still spend a hundred dollars on like a holster for their phone. Right. Okay. Well, well so like, like I think it's called in, a backpack in this case, Suk. Pe- people that are in business suits all day are going to be able to fit this in their in their breast coat. Um, or if you're a gangster and you have cargo pants or whatever. I don't think it's called a breast <laughs> coat. I'm just thinking out loud here that I don't think there's such garment as a breast coat. No, I, th- I think you're right, but I, I think I mean I think I mean breast there is pocket. now breast. No, because you've said it out loud, it now exists on the internet. Do us a favor, people. Don't Google it. I'm worried. <laughs> What's the word I'm thinking of? A breast pocket. A breast, suit breast coat. coat. Yeah, yeah. A breast pocket in a suit coat. <laughs> Chacaron. <laughs> Sausage. No, don't Google that either. Anyway. Yeah, this I think you're right, actually. Now that you mention it, there's only a few things that can hold this. And you're right. A, a sports jacket pocket, the inside pocket of a sports jacket or suit, or a freaking holster. I have little hands. I'm pretty sure I can't even <laughs> hold this. You'll just have to strap it to your head like one of those like late-night infomercial devices. Yes. Exactly. No, no, that's why you have your bright, blinking Bluetooth headset and your <laughs> I- Oakley glasses. You have to completely complete the look. <laughs> Well, I don't well, wear a suit coat, though, so I'd have to put it in my cargo pants or my backpack, a.k.a. my holster. Well, see, this phone wasn't meant for you, then. You no, have to put it in your suit coat, um, except for when you're driving your BMW M3. Then you have it in the passenger seat with your Bluetooth in your ear. Yep. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Oh, uh, another thing that BlackBerry did on purpose, they've now opened up the public beta for BlackBerry Messenger for Windows Phone. This isn't in the headlines here because who cares? It's BlackBerry. Who cares? Yeah. What's really strange is that there was enough interest amongst the Windows Phone users that the beta is already closed. They can't take any more users, which means either they opened it up for like 50 people because... Let's be honest, there's not that many Windows Phone users, and there's even less Windows Phone users who give two cents about BlackBerry. Or, I mean, either they open it up for so few people, or everyone in the world has been completely miscounting BlackBerry's popularity amongst Windows Phone users. Yeah, I was curious. I looked up BlackBerry Messenger on Google Play. Um, It doesn't... I can't see how many downloads, but 1.2 million... Plus ones on Google Plus, and 1.6 million reviews, and it has an average of four stars. This makes no sense to me. No, that's a lot of people. That's more people than people who actually have Blackberries. I wonder if they that, all that, say the same that, thing. Like, remember when we talked about a year ago how all the uh, all the reviews of BlackBerry Messenger on Android were the same thing? Oh yeah. Uh, so happy this is finally out. Very excited to use it. Great app. Runs smooth. Less filling, you know, tastes great. Um, This sounds like I'm being, you know, like I'm just trying to be mean by saying that there's not that many BlackBerry users, but the sales back my numbers up. 
Okay, more people have downloaded this app than BlackBerry has managed to sell handsets for. That makes no mm. sense to me. I, I can't even claim to know a reason behind it. Really? Are that many people out there? Listeners, tell us. Have you used BlackBerry Messenger? If so, why? Not like I'm calling you out like you're dumb or anything. I want to know what the appeal is here. Why is everyone still using it? Or is it simply kind of like how everyone held so true to their AOL Instant Messenger for the longest time, even after AOL had gone, you know, belly up? That could back be the case. When they got taken over by the Arab Offensive League. <laughs> Actually, there might be some truth to that. I mean, BlackBerry Messenger, in its time, or at least when when, when BlackBerry was um, popular, <laughs> um, it was it was rock solid. And I, I am willing to bet that there are still a lot of people that are that are staying true to it. And because of that, they're getting their friends and family to um, to use BlackBerry Messenger because there's no other way to communicate with them aside from like regular text messaging. But um, you know, people don't have to buy a BlackBerry anymore to use BlackBerry Messenger, so that's probably the case. Just by, mm -hmm. I don't know. Might be. I don't know. I don't know. And that, that is the honest truth here. I don't know. So, listeners, if you have an idea, let us know. If you know, use it or if you know someone who does use it, if you or a friend are using BlackBerry Messenger, we want to know. Friends don't let friends use BBM. Uh, in other... <laughs> or maybe they do. And that's why there's so many downloads. Maybe it's like the hey. best kept secret. Maybe we're out on the secret and we, we're missing it out. Missing hey, it. you got to check this anymore. out, brah. <laughs> <laughs> this messenger's great. It gives you a breast coat and everything. <laughs> you know we can't put that as a show title. We'd get all the worst <laughs> SEO for it. We'd have so coat. many page hits. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Bras and breast coats. In, into some, it's like the red coats, the brown coats, the newest cosplay trend. Anyway, um, wow, Sam, you went there. <laughs> I went there. Okay. So Samsung has been having a major issue this last quarter, and uh, they finally have explained what what's happening. It turns out they they're saying that sales have not met the demand they thought they would for their newest Galaxy, uh, the S five. Yes. And that they have a lot of units left unsold. A lot of units left unsold. I know why. That, that they're actually trying, they're actually spending more money just trying to get the units out the door. And I have, I have my own theory on this, but Schmidt, I want to hear yours. Well, my personal theory, and it's, it's from personal experience, is because my S4 is so awesome that it's still kicking. Yeah. It, when I. All my previous uh, smartphones, after about a year, they were starting to feel really old and clunky. And it was time to get a new phone after only a year. But after a year and a half, my S4 is still as good as it was from day one. Mm -hmm. That's my theory. I mean, people with the S4 aren't buying S5s because their S4 still rocks. <laughs> So, well, and I remember the S4 had some problems when it first launched. It did. Yeah. Remember, they were having some major problems. I don't think you ever had a problem. Um, and Zoner, your wife had an S4, correct? You had my an wife S3. Is, my wife has had two S4s, and yeah, she, she loves them. Yeah, but I remember a lot of people did have problems with their S4s. But I think they got them all ironed out. I think they got all the issues taken care of. But Zon no, Schmidt, I think you're right. And, and here's the problem: I think 
um, Samsung has fallen into the Apple trap, and that is they're producing too many phones too frequently that people haven't gotten rid of their old tech. They haven't seen any reason to upgrade. Why get the S5? Ooh, heartbeat sensor. Who cares? Right. You know, that, that that's really it. The S5 waterproof, the S5 active, that's kind of cool. A waterproof phone, a phone that you could wash off under the sink when it gets dirty. Sure. Drop in the toilet. Yeah, that's kind of cool, right? I, I can understand that as a feature, but... What does the S5 really give that the S4 didn't? If you have an S3, sure, upgrade to the S5. But, and and I, the reason I say the Apple trap is because Apple had this problem as well. They were producing so many phones, too much, that it was killing the production line. And in the end, they had all these phones left over. Now, Apple charges such a premium for them that they were able to make mad profits anyway, right? And they also have the, the name, the iPhone. You could win a free iPhone. Well, hey, everyone jumps at that because people love iPhone. And as good as the Galaxy line has been, and as recognizable as it has become, it still isn't as recognizable as iPhone, for better or for worse. Car manufacturers actually have the same problem. I don't know if you guys have ever seen online, uh, there's pictures of just fields of cars. Cars that are manufactured ad nauseum that never get sold. Because for some reason, car manufacturers have it in their head to come out with a new model or a new version of a car every single year and then make millions of them, despite the fact that no one is buying all the cars. I mean, truthfully... And we wonder why they're all going bankrupt. Yeah. Truthfully, there's probably enough cars made every year that everyone could get a new car every year. <laughs> But no one is. A car is meant to last 15, 30 years if you're good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, On one hand, I understand the company's position. They need to keep their workforce employed. They need to keep profits up continuously, not just when people are ready for a new phone. But on the other hand, really? Do you need to make that many? Why not, I don't know, create some kind of demand, actually? Or do what BlackBerry did and, and sell a five-year-old model. Yeah, hey. Go back and Bring sell the, the S3 back. S3. <laughs> the hipster S3. I'll tell you what, though. The S3 was a great phone. It was a solid I phone. loved it. Yeah. It was a really good... It was a, it was a light year ahead of the S2. It was a truly a jump ahead. And the yeah, S4 dare- was kind of an incremental. It was a good incremental upgrade, but it was an incremental yeah, I dare say that the S3 was the best phone I had ever owned up to that point. And it's still, I mean, it it's given my Nexus 5 a run for its money in terms of my favorite phone I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, this isn't in our headlines either. I apologize for that. Uh, Anantec just had, an, uh, had a, uh, uh, a an article on the G3. Remember the LG G3 that's coming out this year? Actually, it's now available for pre-sale to a lot of carriers. It's the upgrade from last year's G2, which was immensely popular. It blew the S4 away. Sorry, guys. The, the G2 was just amazing in every single respect. Well, now they have the G3, which is a little bit bigger, has a much higher resolution display, has a slightly faster processor, and 
is worse than the G2 in nearly every way, according to Anantech. Now, if you don't know who Anantech is, they are a tech review site that have been around for well over 15 years. Uh, they're considered experts in pretty much every technical industry. And they say it's that stupid screen. It takes more power, it takes more horsepower, it takes more RAM, and it delivers less results. So as a result, in the end, the G3 is less capable than the G2 was. Yeah. Even though it has beefier specs in every regard, well, they didn't they didn't upgrade the the processor. They didn't upgrade the battery. So, I think they did. The G three has an eight hundred one. Oh, you're right. Okay, they went from the eight hundred to the eight hundred one, but the battery Which isn't still a the huge same. jump. But yeah, yeah. So, oops. Well. There's also another study, um, and I don't have the link for it here, which kind of kicks back into the Samsung thing and the G three one, where. Small tablets, like uh, the 7-inch tablets, the the 6-inch tablets, are actually starting to slow on their sales, uh, and they believe that the large-factor smartphones will overtake them. The megaphones. In the end, (laughs) yeah, the the, the super phones, the megaphones, uh, the compensation phones, even though I really want one. Um, (laughs) Hey, Nokia Lumia 1525, supposedly coming to T-Mobile. I'm happy. Is that technically Um, a megaphone, though? (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. It's a big old cone that you just hold to the side of your head. No, that's a technical term. For, well, that's what Samsung's calling them anyway. The meg, it's a mega. Never mind. If you don't know that already, <laughs> I know what a megaphone is. No, I know. I know that. I know they want to call it a megaphone, but they'll never be able to call it a megaphone without me thinking about a guy yelling into a megaphone. Well, and and rewind five years ago, we couldn't hear the word iPad without snickering, but we don't do that anymore. Or we. <laughs> I still do. <laughs> anyway, uh, continue on your thoughts, Zook. Sorry for derailing anyway. you. <laughs> no, you're fine. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, this is kind of interesting that the 7-inch tablet may go away all for the 6-inch phone. Yeah. Which makes sense, really. But. Yeah, because you, you used to have your phone and a tablet, but why have both when your phone is almost the size of your tablet? It's, it's a good point. They're running the same OS in many cases. They have the same apps installed on many cases. Why have two? Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of mobile devices, and here's where we've been going with all of them. A new rule has been put out by the U.S. Um, and now by the U.K. as well, actually, that if you are flying into the U.S. or to the U.K., you better make sure your mobile devices are charged. If your device is dead... If it can't turn on, if you can't prove to them that it is that device and it will turn on, you will be detained. Uh, I guess they're kind of worried about explosives shaped like mobile devices. And so if your phone or your, you know, your Kindle or your PSP or your Game Boy, do they still have Game Boys? Yeah. I have mine, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't use it, but yeah, I still have it. Yeah. Uh, your, Your 3DS or whatnot. If... If they can't turn on, if you can't prove to them that it is an actual mobile device, uh, they will immediately detain you, and you will miss your flight. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because this is nothing new. When I was a high school junior, maybe, to like 20-plus years ago, I was up in Seattle, um, and I wasn't even flying internationally. I was flying from Seattle to Salt Lake City. I had a Kenwood portable CD player. The case that I had it in was full of CDs. The guy would not let it on the plane 
until I turned it on and proved to him that it was actually what it appeared to be. Yeah. Well, and let's take, I mean, there's probably a bunch of people out there listening to this going, well, that still seems kind of extreme, right? I mean, you're going to be detained. Let's put it another way. Uh, The UK is a freaking island. Okay. The closest place to fly in is from Charles de Gaulle, which is still a three or four hour flight to anywhere in the UK. Uh, the U.S. is less; it's a little more uh, neighborly. We have Canada, we have Mexico, but still, any flight into the U.S. is going to be around three hours. It's a little suspicious if you're willingly going on a flight like this. You have a mobile phone slash tablet slash e-reader slash whatever, and you haven't charged it for your own entertainment. You know, yeah. The, yeah. Why are, are you taking it on the plane, then, man? There are things that they look for. For instance, one-way tickets with no luggage. Um, you know, different. But what if you're a mobile repairman, and and that's your title, a mobile repairman? You repair it while you're flying. It... You'd be the only one in the world. <laughs> See, I don't repair mobile phones. I repair while I'm repair mobile. them <laughs> while 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 mobile. Gotcha. No, I gotcha. I follow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, let's keep on the mobile track here. Evidently, the FTC has decided to sue Amazon. Say what? I find this kind of funny, actually. Um, years ago, they went after Apple because Apple's app store policies were so lax that kids could go into games and make in-app purchases, and it cost Apple millions of dollars. They had to fund millions back to users whose kids had charged up the credit cards or whatnot. Well, Apple, and then they went after Google, and Google had to do the same thing. Both Apple and Google had to redo their Play Store and their App Store. Just, you know, they had to redo everything on how you authorize in app purchases and how you allow them, if at all. At this point, both Google and Apple kind of pointed their fingers over to Amazon saying, you know, they do the same thing, and no one's looked at them. The FTC looked at them and found that it's like millions upon millions of dollars that uh, have been getting charged up. In fact, the Amazon App Store for Kindles and Kindle Fires and Kindle HDs and Kindle TVs and whatever, um, it's so lax that, sure, the parent needs to authorize, yes, they can make this purchase, but unlike an Android device or an iOS device that then times out after like 10, 15 minutes, the parental credentials could be stored in there indefinitely. So, sure, three weeks ago you said, yeah, you could buy some more Smurf berries on there. But now it's three weeks later, and they've just bought another 50000 Smart kids. <laughs> it's kind of interesting that it took them this long to go after Amazon. Yeah. You think that's because of Amazon's sheer size? No, I don't think so. I mean, Amazon's pretty big, but they don't have the money that Google and and Apple do. In fact, maybe, maybe actually, you're right, but in the wrong way. Maybe the reason they went after Apple and Google first is because they do have more money. More advantageous? Yeah, I, I don't know, perhaps. But if you're an Amazon user and uh, a Kindle Fire, Kindle or Fire HD user, uh, you probably will be seeing a change to your terms of service come down the pipe here pretty soon. <laughs> probably a couple system app updates as well. Um, into some other news. I think we've left the mobile news behind. Maybe not. 
we'll get back to that. Uh, there was this kind of interesting news story that came up this week. A restaurant owner whose uh, business has gone under, he's had to close his business, is suing Google. The claim is, is that Google was sabotaging his restaurant's weekend sales. Okay. Um, they suffered, and I'm reading this here on, on Yahoo, the eatery suffered a 75% drop in customers over the weekends in early 2012. And they couldn't understand what was going on. And then a regular diner mentioned that the Google Places page for this place said that they were closed on weekends. The owner is claiming that Google has allowed someone else to edit the page information because, quote, he doesn't have a website, he doesn't have a Google Places page, he doesn't have a Facebook or anything else. And so Google allowed a competitor to alter his information. And that's why he lost all his weekend sales and had to go out of business. However, um, this it, it, obviously they're going to throw out this this case, right? You hope? Because it's kind of ridiculous. But it does kind of raise the question. When I worked for a company uh, many years ago, I went online and found their Google Places listing, and all their information was totally inaccurate. Turns out, the Google Places account was being held by the COO. He had registered it as him and had updated it to correct information at the time, but had since become obsolete. The information had changed, and now their information was totally wrong. And he had never gone back to fix it. So the question is is kind of an interesting one, and I don't have a solid answer here for you, but this this case kind of brings it up. Whose responsibility is it to maintain places information when the owner hasn't claimed it? Because if the owner has claimed it, obviously it's their responsibility to keep it up to date, right? Yeah. But whose responsibility is it when it hasn't been claimed? That's a good question, and it... it it brings into question um, what kind of validation does Google do when you say, yeah, I'm the owner of this place. It kind of seems that it's really easy just to take over um, ownership of a Google Places uh, venue, even if you're not the owner of it. Um, so yeah. it kind of puts uh, into question that. I know Twitter Twitter and Reddit do really extensive checks to make sure you are the person that you say you are, if it's someone famous or something like that. So. Should Google be doing the same thing, or do they? Yeah. Uh, They said, with Google local pages, anyone with a Google Plus account can submit a change, even if it's unverified. Changes include the business's website, address, phone number, name, and, of course, hours of operation. Uh, Here's how bad this was, okay? The place that I'm talking about that I previously worked for, someone had gone in and linked a very different business uh, to this company's Google Places, same name, but different state and different industry. For instance, I was working at a home health company, and they linked it to an abortion clinic. Wow, <laughs> which is a, yeah, that that is very different. Yeah, um, it's a, you know it's medical, I guess. But if you're searching for one, you're not going to find the other. Um, part of me wants to blame this solely on the guy. Because this day and age, it's 2014, what do you mean you don't have the internet? What do you mean you don't have an internet presence? You're a business, okay? The internet is the cheapest place to go. We know actors, quote-unquote actors, who have never been in anything, who have a website. 
none of the actors you've he- heard here on this show. They've all been in many. I'm not trying to insinuate anything there. They're all awesome, <laughs> awesome, talented people who've been in many things. But you know what I'm saying? It's like we're just a bunch of guys from Utah. We know nothing, and we have a website. Yeah. We do online advertising all the time, and you know how much it costs us? Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this makes me realize, though, I mean, we always think of, you know, I, I get online, and there there is a real danger to me posting misinformation or people posting on my behalf, um, you know, me getting tagged in a in a photo that implicates me for something. Um, and and that's fine. I'm I'm on the Internet. I know the risks of that. But then you have this other group of people who never get on the internet and automatically think that, Oh, because I'm not on the internet, I'm not at risk of any hacking or anyone misusing my name or information. But we see here that that's false. This guy has never gotten on the internet to, you know, to make a presence, but someone is molding a presence for him. And, and that to me, that's like never, never going to uh, say Disneyland but all of a sudden, you have a presence there that someone else has made up for you. It's identity it theft. Bad. Yeah, it's like well, identity theft to the next level. Well, and I remember, um, I think I was uh, watching uh, Seth Meyers or something, one of the new Tonight Show hosts, and Dave Chappelle was on. And Dave Chappelle does not have a Twitter account. Okay, Interesting. But there is a Dave Chappelle Twitter account. <laughs> And this person was acting as Dave Chappelle and picking fights with other people in Hollywood and, like, starting actual, like, drama with other people. And, in fact, he insulted one other comedian on Twitter, and that other comedian took umbrage as well. And it got into this huge flame war between the two. And Dave Chappelle was completely unaware of it until he found this Twitter account, found that it was actually being – this was happening. He went to a party, and someone was like, dude, 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 that other guy's here. You better take off. No, 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 I need to talk to him. I need to tell him I don't have a Twitter account. So he finds the guy, tells him, I don't have a Twitter account. I don't know who that is. And I'm really, really sorry for it. And the other guy's like, I don't have a Twitter account either. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. So I see what you're saying. It is identity theft, but in this case, it's a business. Yeah. So I don't know. Not having a presence can really cost you. So what do you do in that case? Um, what I, I haven't said anything for a while, so I thought I'd chime in here. Uh, what, <laughs> what do you do in a case like this where you don't have a presence online and you're at risk for somebody hijacking your presence? Uh, well, or, in that case, you can actually, if it's already been I done, mean, you can hire an internet investigator. They have methods. They can go in there and fix it. This guy did, in fact, do that to try and fix it. But by then, his... Sales had slumped so bad that he had lost the business. That sucks. Now, my next question, should Google be allowing anybody to edit this information? Doesn't some of the responsibility of this fall on Google for letting a competitor go in and screw this guy over? There's two sides to that because I think that... It's a slippery slope, but... On on one hand, you want something like Wikipedia where anyone can edit it and if something's wrong, someone will fix it. Um, but in this case where it's, it's like, I'm guessing it's, it's like a mom pa restaurant style yeah. type thing. Um, not a lot of people are going to be editing this, you know, Wikipedia style entry. It, it seems, it seems like that wouldn't work in this instant. And I'm, I'm betting that Google was hoping for that type of, of turnout. 
I, but the problem is, and you mentioned the Wikipedia, and I, I know where you're going with that, and that makes a lot of sense. But Wikipedia runs on the assumption that people are inherently good. True. And even then, they run into major problems. Yeah. How many edits have to be rolled back? I mean, it's just insane. Uh, even the people who do mean well end up causing a lot of problems because they're just drunk with power <laughs> on Wikipedia. Those editors yeah. can be pretty bad. I think, I think Google owes an apology for allowing people to alter like actual business things. People should be allowed to say, um, should be able to submit this is inaccurate. And Google should reach out to the business owner saying, is this accurate or not? If they don't hear back, okay, then make the change. If they do hear back, yes, yes, you're right. Sorry, that is different. Make the change. But if they reach out to the person, find out it's wrong, then they shouldn't make the change. Things like um, things like reviews. Obviously, people should feel free to leave reviews. So, so it's kind of like... Google has a responsibility to keep their information accurate, not popular, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree. It's kind of almost like that uh, right to forget article we had from, from last week. Well, you know, just because it gets, just because it. It gets submitted doesn't mean Google should just go right ahead and do it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and unfortunately, in this case, people did forget about this restaurant. So. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, we got to keep moving on here. Last week we talked about, no, not last week, two weeks ago, I think, uh, how Yahoo had picked up rights to make Community, our favorite TV show. Well, our favorite half-hour comedy, anyway. I love that show so much. I was so happy to hear this, and I was so sad I couldn't chime in. The question kind of became, though, how are we going to watch this? Because no one watches Yahoo Screen, right? Probably there's going to be some kind of web app, but I don't think there's any mobile app for it, and I don't know how to watch it on my TV. Well, Yahoo has launched a Yahoo Screen app for the Xbox 360. Not the Xbox One, just the 360. Which is kind of interesting, I think. I don't know if that says something about Yahoo's take on technology and how it's always a couple of years behind, but... Yeah. Well, do you think that may have something to do with the fact that it's the the Xbox One is so much more integrated into the Microsoft experience... No, no. Then, then the one is, <laughs> I, or then the three sixty. I, I, I can't see why that would mean anything, would it? Okay, just just a thought. I'm just I'm trying to throw things out here, stimulate conversation, and I think discuss. I think Yahoo has a very small software development team, and they went where the biggest amount of numbers were because yeah, they don't. Good point. Which makes sense. They don't have the they don't have the resources to make one for every single gaming platform ever. Right. They they do mention that they are planning on releasing it for iOS, Android, Roku, and Apple TV as well. So no PlayStation. It's already on Roku. Interesting. I've I've got it on Roku. Oh, it's kind oh. of interesting. That's not going to PlayStation at all. Considering the community was owned by Sony, they're going with popularity here, <laughs> not accuracy. <laughs> uh. Yeah. We have a right to forget and a right to watch community. They're inseparable. Okay, speaking of Yahoo, uh, real fast here, and this is really, really fast, but there has been a press release that uh, moving forward in the next two weeks, Flickr, which Yahoo uh, previously purchased sometime last year, will no longer allow Facebook logins. If you want to log in to Flickr, you need to use a Flickr account. This goes in stark contrast to what we were talking about last week with how so many places just use a Facebook login simply out of ease of access. 
Yeah. I don't know if this is in direct, like, retaliation to Facebook. Like, Yahoo's trying to distance themselves from it, try to be their own brand again, and get people to use Yahoo logins. But I don't know if that's strong enough for people to actually do it. Like, I don't think... No, I no. I, th- I think it is. Uh, th- there are enough people that use Yahoo exclusively. Um, I mean, Yahoo itself, Yahoo Mail, you cannot log into with, with a Facebook account. Um, and then also Flickr is used wide, widely enough. There are a lot of people that still use Flickr that don't have a Yahoo account, and so they log in with Facebook. And I think this is their last, um, not not last, but their next big um, uh, salvo to to gain more Yahoo users because mm-hmm. they're they have a huge Flickr um user base. So this is like their way of gaining more Yahoo users. But that's true and that's a good idea. But at the same time Flickr isn't Pinterest or Instagram, you know? No. Uh, for all the right reasons, don't get me wrong there. <laughs> I mean it, in all the right ways it's not Pinterest or Instagram. But if you were to tell all the Pinterest and Instagram users that you can no longer use Facebook to log in, that you had to use an actual Pinterest or Instagram account, uh, people would sooner die than lose those services. Right. But but, but Pinterest and uh, and what was the other one you mentioned? Instagram. Instagram. They're, they don't do exactly what Flickr does. Flickr makes it really easy for people to just data dump everything from their camera onto the internet. Um, and so a lot of photographers use, Cl- use Flickr. Um in fact, I would say 95% of the, the photographers that I follow only use Flickr. So, um, it, and, they, and they rarely Instagram or, or, or Pinterest their, their things because Flickr is so easy to use for them. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm interested to see how it goes and if other people follow suit. Uh, the the next few headlines we need to kind of rush through. We've, we haven't left a lot of time, and I feel kind of bad because this next one is big, but yet at the same time, not yet. Uh, Aereo, our favorite uh, TV streaming service, who got shut down by the Supreme Court, or rather shut down in response to a decision by the Supreme Court, they came back with a very interesting plan C. In the Supreme Court decision, it was basically said that uh, well, for the most part, you are acting as if you are a cable subscriber, a cable provider. So it is illegal that you haven't been paying for rebroadcast fees to then give this service out to your subscribers. So you are illegal in that right. Aereo seemed to not really know how to take that, and just this week came back with a brilliant defense saying, whoa, 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 if we are basically a cable provider then that means we should have the same protections that a cable company has. Now the cable companies are really kind of up in arms against that, <laughs> that, the, that the company they tried to shut down is now trying to use their own defense against them. Yeah. I love which, this. Which is brilliant. Yeah, and so if they, if they start paying licenses, uh, license fees like, like cable companies, it means this, er, the aerial service could continue without um, endangerment of... of you know, infringing upon copyright laws. So, um, it, it does it mean might, your price per month will go up. Yeah. It, it, it will raise that price, but it means that I will be able to watch TV again <laughs> without having to pay insane direct TV fees or whatever. I so. wonder if this could finally be the a la carte cable that we've been talking about for so long, for so long. Okay. When we first started this show, it was a unicorn. Even then now, here we are three years later, we're still no closer to a la carte cable. 
And if anyone doesn't know, a la carte cable is the idea that I don't want to buy a whole bunch of QVCs and I don't need ESPN 567 or, or the Ocho. I only want certain shows. <laughs> I just want ABC and the WB. Yeah, uh, Discovery, you know, G4, Sci-Fi, whatever. I only want those ones. I should only have to pay for them. With Aereo's way of getting service and getting signal and spouting them back out to you over the internet, this could actually be a real way to finally get a la carte. Yeah. We'll have to see. And, you um, know, even, even if this doesn't work, just really quick, um, even if this is really... It, it, ah, sorry. Even if this doesn't work, it goes to show that, that Aereo is really... It, is really dedicated to um, providing something for for their fans. They have all this infrastructure. They need to use it, or or, or they're dead in the water. So they're they're dedicated to uh, to doing something. So. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, next couple of headlines. I'm going to just run through them as if it were a fast lane. Uh, the NYPD arrested some drone operators because they were. Uh, they flew their drone too close to an NYPD helicopter, chased it around, went from zero to 2,000 feet in under two seconds. They thought it was a military drone. They followed it back to the operators and arrested them. Well, here's the thing about drones and anything else. The FAA keeps logs of everything flying in their airspace, and the drone in question was a DJI Phantom II. We saw these in at CES. They're not military. They can't go to 2,000 feet. And they carry a camera so they can tell exactly what's happened. Turns out the NYPD was chasing it. They never left their neighborhood. So interesting to see how that's going to go. Pennsylvania had a Y2K bug glitch. Yes, that Y2K. Uh, Some of our listeners are too young to even know what Y2K was because they hadn't been born yet. But it's the problem when you put a date, uh, a year, as a two-digit instead of a four-digit. Their selective services sent out notices telling... How many people was this? This is like, what, 140,000, 400,000? I don't know. There, there was, was a, a whole lot, lot uh, saying that if they don't register for selective services, they could be fined or 14,000. I'm sorry um, that they could be facing prison time. The problem is, is that these were all men who were born in the late 1800s. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all they're long, long dead. dead. So uh, the Pennsylvanian Army of the Dead uh, would be very that would be a scary regiment to be in. We'll have them take care of ISIS. Um, okay, and finally, a person started a Kickstarter with a complete joke. Um, he wanted to make potato salad. <laughs> and he wanted the internet to help him out. He had a $10 goal. A <laughs> $10 goal. The entire Kickstarter is, I'm making potato salad. Basically, I'm just making potato salad. I haven't decided what kind yet. Uh, he made... So far, he's had 5,933 backers. He has made (laughs) $48,942, and he still has 20 days to go. I think it was at twenty thousand when we added this to the show notes. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's been trying to like add more and more stretch goals, and he's kind of run out of stretch goals. Um, he's out at a pizza party. Uh, he's going to move the. Uh, he's inviting people, uh, some of the donators, to watch him make it, and so he's has so many people that they're renting out a party hall and making the potato salad in a party hall. So. Yeah, he has an FAQ about will there be a vegan option available? Um, will are, will you be having it open to other people so we can come to it? He has backing goals for like three thousand dollars. It's this is everything that's wrong with Kickstarter. I just and, realized something though. The yeah. guy's middle name is Danger. 
<laughs> yeah. Zach Danger, Danger Brown. Yeah, his middle name really is Danger. <laughs> it's also everything that's right with Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah. Except for the fact that this could actually help, you know, cancer research or food banks or anything else. Maybe this is everything that's wrong with people on the internet. <laughs> Not necessarily <laughs> Kickstarter, but people on the internet. Very this true. Is, this is true. Very true. Help put my kid through college gets like $20, and help me make potato salad gets 48000 Hmm. Okay, into our favorites. I think, personally, I have the best favorite ever. See, um, every once in a while, someone like a big game hunter takes a shot at some animal in the African safari, and after killing this poor animal in their home, stops and takes a selfie with it and posts it to the internet, right? I'm not talking about people who hunt for food or protection, big game hunters do it just so they can go do it, right? I don't... I still I, eat whatever I kill, man. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I have issues with people who do that. So when a picture of someone who had just dropped a very large game uh, got posted to the internet, people went ape for it. I mean, they were calling this person out. They were saying that they should die. Um... People like this need to be shamed to death, that we need to find this person. And, yeah, okay. It's a picture of Steven Spielberg in front of a Triceratops. It's from the movie Jurassic Park. He's posing in front of the animatronic of the sick Triceratops. (laughs) And even after it gets pointed out to people, that's Steven Spielberg and that's a Triceratops, they're still going nuts saying, I don't care who it is, just because he's a big shot director doesn't mean he can go do this <laughs> um people i understand shooting endangered species are bad but what about like totally extinct extinct species so uh, it's even it, worse check it out it's um it's kind of hilarious and disheartening at the same time it's like potato salad disheartening <laughs> you know again that goes back to my point is this really evidence of what's wrong with the internet people on it um, something that's right with the internet, though, and people who are on it. Stephen Merchant, the UK comedian who is full of awesome, did a spot for Newcastle uh, Ale. Newcastle Brown Brown Ale. It's a beer for those of you who don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, I didn't it, know. Dis- it discusses he dis- in it he discusses what would happen if the Brits had won the Revolutionary War. And how awesome the United States would be as the United Kingdom, too. And it is one of Great the Britain, most, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Great Britain, too. Great Britain, too. But it's one of the most awesome things I've seen in a very long time. And I've been actually wanting to share this for the last two weeks. But I've been uh, homeless and not having computers. So I couldn't. But... Yeah, this is this is hilarious. If if you enjoy British comedy, or even if you don't, check it out. <laughs> and uh, my favorite, uh, I I didn't have a favorite this week, so Zoner suggested I I do a hipster favorite and uh, do a Pepsi commercial. But I didn't really, I wasn't really a Pepsi fan. So I'm sharing a link to one of my favorite um, Seinfeld episodes, the Junior Mint. Um, this is when um, one of Elaine's ex boyfriends goes in for uh, surgery, and Kramer drops a uh, Junior Mint into uh into roy <laughs> uh very in, funny in, ca- clip, so. in case you kids don't know what a seinfeld is a seinfeld is a tv show <laughs> thanks <Steve. laughs> so check it out it's funny uh 
Yep. All right. Well, uh, now that we are done with our hipster uh, breast jacket, um, <laughs> everything's wrong with the world episode. It's let a us know. <laughs> let us know. Feedback at StolenDroids.com or give us a call at 801-917-GEEK. Again, special thanks to all of our friends. Uh, until next week, cheers. Chacaron. Good day. This has been a Stolen Droids Media Production.